it. When we change the channel with the plies, wet clothes on the porch, we ain't have a dry. Spending food stamps, wait till you leave the stove. Too many in the bed, had to sleep on the floor. Cause my cousin always pee, getting whipped in the morning. Every night, can't sleep. Got me tossing and turning. Late night in the kitchen, here I'm always busting. Got my ass beat, I ain't even do nothing. Seen her crying in the kitchen, and I don't know why. From my aunt smoking crack, and she got a black eye. Living on focus, hoping we trying to get by. Sipping on wick juice, wash it down with chili fries. Homie shot at the coney, hope we survive. Only go to church when someone died kids raising kids all trying to be grown things never fixed when we come from broken home we were young black and poor being raised in detroit you can never learn what a nigga been taught so we were young black good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to a brand new episode of the beats brews and points of view podcast i'm your host neil richter along with my partner in podcasting sitting across from me e-man bates Sorry, what episode is it <laughs> uh, this is the problem about spacing them out like this <laughs> we for- always forget what episode we're on i think it's 139 or is it 140 is no, it like it's a- not 140 because i feel like we were right in the 130s at 130 140 <laughs> yeah okay yeah alfonso mango was 137 so this is 138 so I, the pip that is me and we are back in plymouth canton city for episode of 130 yeah, we're back, baby. Boo, 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 boo. Oh, wait, why am I doing that when we actually have them? <laughs> I feel like the WWE um, drops are appropriate with everything that's been going on in the uh, WWE universe. <laughs> it is, yeah, wrestling is. It's funny because wrestling has been such a good place right now because there's so many different not even just wwe but like aw i mean aw is going a little bit south lately but that tna is popping off you mean from like a creative standpoint it's like the from best a creative standpoint from a point uh, like a fandom fan point too because yeah. so many people are getting into it more recently yeah. as well and it's just like it's becoming more popular i guess in a yeah. way as far as just like you know people starting to watch wrestling more and things like that I I mean I think you guys know my story with that. I used to love wrestling as a kid, and I fell out of it. I want to say around like high school, and like I was on and on watching it, but I wasn't consistent as I was like I was then. I started back during COVID because mm-hmm. it was the only sport on TV. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit, this is uh, this is way more entertaining than I remember. <laughs> it got me but, for a little bit during COVID too because I had the Peacock or whatever, so I was like, fuck it, I'll watch some of this stuff. But um, and I I won't we won't talk about wrestling too much because. Yeah. You actually have your own platform for that now. Yeah, if you man. Plug that real yeah, quick. Shots in the team. <laughs> um, yeah, we we ha- we have an unnamed wrestling podcast right now. Don't have a name for it, but it's dope. We just shot the first episode yesterday, so you guys will probably hear it. Uh, probably sometime this week. Maybe probably. I would say around the same time this episode drops as well. So we'll probably put them out back to back to back. So shout out to Nadim on that one. And then shout out to Vanessa and Uni as well. Yeah, so, shout out Uni. Yeah, uh, Sacred Talks podcast. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh they're popping off as well too. So got a lot of things in the works for you guys. Yeah, hell yeah. And I won't, I won't dwell on the wrestling because as we just mentioned, he's got his own show. But the one thing I will say is I think this whole like, um, you know, rock turn heel thing that's going on right now and, and taking all the headlines – I think that might actually bring back some older wrestling fans that have gave up on it, maybe. Do you know what I mean? I mean, The Rock like, is one of the most iconic wrestlers to ever step in the ring. And then if you have his – and it, from a business standpoint, it all makes sense because, you know, TKO bought out the WWE and yeah. they also own UFC. 
the Rockets on the board for that as well. So it's drawing some traffic. I mean, part of it is, you know, cover up this McMahon nonsense. Yeah. And the other part of it is to actually draw some, like, numbers into that. You know, WrestleMania still is probably one of the biggest sporting events, period. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna, yeah, it, it's gonna, it's good. It's wrestling is in a good place right now. That's yeah. I like to hear that, man. It's really cool. I might actually have to, you know, uh, chime back in a little bit because I do think that like the era of like rock versus stone cold and all that the shit. Attitude that was, that was era. Best man. It's awesome. But anyways, I digress. We're going back into the music talk and the beer talk and the brews and all that. So, um, the, Song that I just started the podcast off to uh, tonight was a song called YBP featuring Bruiser Wolf by uh, Detroit's own Danny Brown. Um, that was uh, an album that came out last year, and that's part of the reason why I played it last uh, for you on the top of the podcast because we're going to spend a little bit of time tonight discussing some of our favorite um, pieces of music that came out last year, and then we're going to transition into you know uh, some talk about what to come for 2024 maybe a little super bowl talk um you know stuff like that and see what we're in store for with the podcast so um yeah as i mentioned that you know as we do on this podcast we're going to start it off with what we are drinking um i'm still on my no booze kick it's not uh, even a no booze kick for no, you yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a no, lifestyle it's a, now. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's, a, no it's a lifestyle now um actually in two days well by the time you guys hear it i will be a year removed from drinking alcohol so that's pretty awesome yeah february 14th valentine's day which happy valentine's day everyone happy um, valentine's day to your liver dog <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> that's so true my my uh liver's definitely happy with me this year um but yeah so happy valentine's day it's also Black History Month, so happy Black History Month to everybody. It's also, uh, you know, Jay Dilla's birthday was the other day, so it's Jay Dilla Month that we celebrate here in Detroit, so happy birthday to Jay Dilla. You had another birthday. New Jabees, man. So, yeah, new, if you guys aren't familiar with him, he actually, so he's a Japanese-born uh, hip-hop producer. He was actually born the same day as Dilla. Uh, he is known as the godfather of lo-fi hip-hop. Oh. So, like, a lot of your favorite production, like, your you know, your dream pops, stuff like that, yeah. came from that guy. So. Which is a whole different, I mean, there's, like, a, there's a lot of people that are very, very into that uh, movement. So. I've been falling asleep to lo-fi for, like, the past Hell like, yeah. couple years. Man. Been, um, <laughs> All those, yeah. uh, what, YouTube channels that have, like, Bart Simpson, like a stone picture of Bart yep. Simpson, and like <laughs> the crazy, like orange little monster thing with the gun and like the fucked up apartment and all that. that uh, the little the the lo-fi girl like studying her room, yeah. all that. Yeah, shout to Nuji Bees for that. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, tonight for me, I'm just drinking on some uh, some lemon ginger tea uh, because that's my brew of choice these days. Uh, and E man, it looks like he's got an I, interesting one. Dude, I finished my ginger <laughs> tea. Fire man, it is good. It's got some locally sourced honey in it. I am gonna try a little bit of this um, this uh, medicated Nutella. Shout butter. out to Butter man, <laughs> butter, great company, great flour. They have a lot of good stuff going on over there. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, we ha- yeah Neil has uh, some live rosin infused uh, hazelnut spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh I kind of want to try some of that too. Yeah, thank Here's you. Boom. Wow. That's delicious. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the milligram is on this either. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably on the uh, on box, which I don't have on me. Mm-mm. 
Oh, you can smell it, dude. You sure can. You can <laughs> taste it right away, too. That's delish. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes amazing. I'm going to regret that later, but yeah, it tastes great. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. Yeah, that, that looks like an interesting can you got there. You know what's funny? This is not a Michigan company. What is called Detroit Van Zone and it's not a Michigan the company? The beer is. So this is some, I'm going to be honest, kind of a little clout chasey probably, probably, but, you know, I'm happy that, uh, you know, they're representing but yeah, Ellicott Brewing uh, out in Ellicott, New York, in Little Valley, New York. That's so they weird. The uh, Detroit Fan Zone. They also so the same company. They actually had a Michigan one too. Oh, okay. Also. So a bright <clears throat> yay. Oh yeah, both both camera. <laughs> we got camera angles today. <laughs> uh, so over from Ellicott Brewing Company. We have the Detroit Fan Zone, and if you want to read the untapped uh, description by you, I mean me, because I have the computer right in front of me, (laughs) a bright, aromatic American IPA with notes of apricot, lemon rind, and hearty hops. Brewed to be the perfect companion at your next tailgate, football party, or sports bar. By the time we're recording this, the Super Bowl was yesterday, so there's no more tailgating for that, but hey, baseball season's coming, you know? Yep. Packaged in cans that celebrate the unique game day experience in Detroit, Michigan. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a New York brewing company. I, I this They have to have some kind of ties. I'm yeah. thinking like maybe one of the brewers or somebody on staff is from Detroit or, or from Michigan or something like that. So Definitely. That's what I'm thinking, too. You got Barry Sanders on here. You got you, There's a lot of like inside Detroit jokey things on here that got the bag over the head. I see Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, this is a very uh, cool can. All right, but yeah, let's give it a shot. Yeah, I like that too. Bam, 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 bam. Speaking of the Super Bowl, yeah, the Super Bowl went down yesterday. Uh, yeah, I guess congratulations in order to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs for winning another one. Is that Mahomes? We were trying to discuss that. I can't remember if that's Mahomes' second one now, or no, third one. I want to say third. I'm going to look it up real quick, but it might be four. Not in a row, but no. I think overall, let me see. Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl, and as we do, you know, we were. I was more because I after the Lions lost, I couldn't have cared less who won yesterday. Just like the whole city of Detroit, yep, state of Michigan, really. It really actually was making me angry at certain points of the game. I was like, the Lions could be beating this team right now, <laughs> but um, but yeah. Um, so after that happened, I was just like, all right, well, let's see the Usher halftime show, which, um. The production was crazy on the Usher halftime show. I enjoyed watching all of that. There's all kinds of sweet special guests. Her came out and played guitar. You had Lil John, Ludacris, Alicia Keys, Will I Am, a bunch of people. But Usher wasn't doing much singing. Like it was very like uh, it was mostly just a dance routine. And I feel like his with his songs playing and, and skating. And yeah, to do the skating. I predicted the skating. Because he's been doing that uh, at his Vegas residency, and I was seeing him talking in an interview about um, how much fun he has doing the skating on stage at Vegas. And I was like, oh, he's definitely doing <laughs> that at the Super Bowl for sure. Mahomes um, has been to four Super Bowls. He's won three. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's on I mean, he's on track. It's pretty cool to watch, being that he's only 28 and he's already doing this. Um, I know people are already comparing him to Tom Brady and saying he's the next Brady or whatever. But the best quarterback the Tigers ever drafted. um but yeah so shout out to the kansas city chiefs shout out to usher even though i 
think the vocals could have been better, but the production was sweet. The dancing was cool. Usher is an enigma. I don't know how he doesn't age like that. It's crazy. He looks exactly the same. <laughs> I was happy to see Little John. I was happy to see Ludacris. Yeah. Her smoked it. Alicia yep. Key. I, Swiss Beats. I got some questions. Probably got some questions for. Yo, but. Usher, quit putting your hands on people's girls, <laughs> did, bro. Did he, it was, did, he was a Kiki Palmer one too, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> You're causing rifts in people's marriages out here. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that was the Super Bowl and everything. But let's get into this talk on um, some of our favorite albums last year. Um, I definitely couldn't. I. I didn't have it in me to go and try to put it in any kind of order. Every time that we've done that in the past is just the most stressful thing ever, and it really ma- matters like none because it's all subjective anyways. And there is I hate no, lists. You know what I mean? I it's, genuinely hate these lists. These are just the ones that him and I listened to the most that we found to be the most interesting of uh, last year. Mine are definitely not in order. I don't think E-Man's are as well. Hell no. I, I never. So here's the thing. I never put mine in order, like, <laughs> like historically. I think I tried it like the very first couple years we've done this podcast, but it's just it's, it's an impossible task. It's all subjective. I I like all these albums a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, there's some I there's some I put on here that I haven't listened to yet that I need to go back to and things like that because I'm like, oh, shit, they drop. I need to go back to that. And it's artists I like, but... Yeah, as far as like listing them in like order of how much I like them, that's that's, that's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I had I put my list down to fifty. Uh, we're obviously not going to be talking about all of them. I'm mostly just going to be telling you about them. You know, maybe offer a couple tidbits here and there about certain ones. But um, do you want me to start with mine? Go or for it, dog. Okay. Yeah, because I don't have fifty. But I'm okay, gonna... so I did have fifty. And I wrote them down for you. These are, again, not in order. But I had um, R&B singer Jamila Woods, uh, Water Made Us, would be one of them on there. Um, She is just a really interesting artist. I'm trying to remember how I caught wind of her. Um, It might have been through, I believe she might be on, I want to say she's on Ninth Wonders label, and that might be how I caught wind of her. But don't quote me on that. I don't want to mess that up in case. But I had her. Um, Cleo Soul, who's also in the band Salt, has um, also a, a, a solo career, and she put out two albums last year that I really enjoyed, both of which, uh, both of them um, are really soulful and uh, spiritual, I would guess I would say, but those ones were called Gold and Heaven. Um, another one on here is Detroit uh, native and one of the best rappers that's ever existed on this planet, and that would be Elzai with Heavy Vibrato. Um, yeah, just bars for days on that album. Uh, I also got an artist named Kara Jackson, who kind of makes, I guess you could say it's R&B, but not really. I don't really know what how to box her in, which is a good thing. So just go check out Kara, Kara Jackson. I think one notable thing about her is she has a very deep voice for a woman. So it kind of throws you off a little bit because it almost sounds like a dude singing at some points. Um and then another artist that I'm brand new to um, this year, who is this 21-year-old artist named uh, Tiana Esperanza. She made, I don't even that know. That album was great. It's crazy. Yes, you sent me that, and it's like all over the place. I think it's that album. all over the place. I was going to put that on my list. That album came out in 2022, so that's the only reason I'm going to leave it oh, off. Did, oh, I think it came out in 23, didn't it? Maybe I, I was that looking wrong. at that. Oh, shit, maybe I got that wrong. No, no. Anyway, we need to talk about her anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it you said Esperanza? Esperanza, yeah. Okay, yeah. She it starts off like 
this almost like ragtime style like 1920s 1930s ass like music and then it just goes like super like big swing band and then it goes like it's it's nuts dude it goes all over the place it's so weird and she like it's dark yeah like like one second you'll think you're listening to billy holiday and then it'll go into some kind of like punk rock vibe type shit it's really interesting i probably i remember noting that when i listened to the album that it's probably the most interesting album that i heard this year because it's just like you haven't heard anything like it so yeah definitely uh terror by tiana esperanza um hip-hop legend az he put out an album this year called truth be told that is phenomenal um singer songwriter multi-instrumentalist who i had the pleasure of seeing this year sampha put out an album lahai uh that i really enjoyed uh sufjan stevens put out an album this year uh jalen and i man is that an emotional listen because it's about his longtime partner um who passed away from cancer and he wrote an album about him and uh that one is heavy heavy album to listen to but it's really really good too um and then i had doja cat on here scarlet she delivered on what she you know she was teasing about her no features album yeah no features and wanted to make sure she had a hip-hop album out there um kind of changed her whole like public persona so yeah i really enjoyed that album um one of my favorite more underground rappers smoke dizza put out a joint project with flying lotus this year called flying objects that's very interesting uh, Victoria Monet, who just won a Grammy, um, singer-songwriter, R&B artist. Uh, yeah, very deserving of the air horns, honestly, because Victoria Monet has been at it a while, writing songs for other people and shit, and for her to win Best New Artist at, like, what, 34, 35 years old or something like that, yeah. it's pretty crazy, because I don't necessarily... I mean, it's the Grammys, so, you know, they're kind of behind the ball on a lot of the newer stuff, but... To get best new artist is wild because she's not new, not that new. I mean, of an artist. it's always been like that for the Grammys. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, yeah, she had Jaguar too, which is the follow up to her amazing uh, Jaguar project. Um, I also had Earl Sweatshirt and The Alchemist who put out a joint project together, which I really like. That's one of my favorite things is when one hip hop or one hip hop artist just gets with one producer. They lock in and make the whole album. And then just like how the chemistry of Earl and uh, Alchemist works yep. out, because that Alchemist production style is like tailor made for Earl. Because Earl, like Earl, has he's always been very lyrical, but his cadence has always been kind of like slow and relaxed, yeah. and it's like kind of like just rides the beat, you know. Yep. And it just kind of fits for like Alchemist's like style of production, because it's always like very like almost like jazz samples he uses yeah. a lot of times and things like that. It just, it just works perfectly for him. So. And it's always like, he's always got really weird samples too. Like it's always very out there. It's not like he doesn't use a lot of really recognizable samples, which I like about Alchemist. Right. I want to go um, record shop with Alchemist. One God, that would be that fun, works. wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> next, I got one of my favorite underground rappers, uh, Mick Jenkins. He put out an album called The Patience. That's phenomenal. Oh, I forgot about that. This man just, I feel like he never misses. Like, every album is so good. And I think we just talked when we had Jalen Frazier on our, um, was that last episode we had Jalen on or two ago? Last episode. Last episode we had Jalen on. He was talking about uh, the Mick Jenkins project quite a bit, too. Um, next, out of the TDE Top Dog Entertainment Camp, I really enjoyed Reason's album this year called Porches. He killed it with that. Very lyrical, very deep storytelling ability. 
um, which is another quality of this next artist I'm going to name, which is No Name, who put out a project called Sundial. That was uh, the rated the number one album, hip hop album by I think Rolling Stone. Oh, for real? Like that, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, I mean, interesting. Yeah. she's just a brilliant mind. Um, if you, I don't uh, go on social media all that much anymore, but No Name has always been very outspoken and very intelligent. She started like a, a book club during the pandemic to get people to you know read more and you know just just be more vocal and present and stuff like that and i i really like everything that she stands for so shout out to no name um next i got basically two albums wrapped into one kind of on this one because Nas and hit boy dropped magic two and three this year to complete the like six album <laughs> run that they had of like yeah. four years six albums something like that maybe it was three years i can't remember but yeah, it's crazy. Um, another band that I had the pleasure of seeing this year that I've wanted to see for a very long time, and it's probably one of my, in the top ten of mine this year, probably, if I had to organize it a little bit. It would be Little Dragon, Slugs of Love. Um, I'm just such a gigantic fan of them. They're a Norwegian band that, or wait, are they Norwegian? No, they might be Swedish. Swedish band? I think Swedish. Um, but yeah, I love them so much. They were so good live, and I really enjoyed that concert at St. Andrew's Hall. Shout out to them. Um, uh, an artist I just mentioned prior to this would be Alchemist. He had his own album called Flying High this year, um, where we're starting to get some Uncle Al raps again, which is pretty cool. Um, he hasn't doesn't do a whole lot of rapping anymore, mostly just on the production tip, but um, he got some raps off this year, which I really enjoyed. Um, another band that I saw this year that I really enjoyed would be Queens of the Stone Age. Um, in times new Roman, which would be, um, you know, they've been around for a long time now, but, um, they just seem to always deliver on some new creative energy that always sounds fresh, but it always sounds like them. They don't, um, waver from their sound all that much, which I kind of like. Um, next we got King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, uh, Petro Dragoning Apocalypse. <laughs> they had... Just like King Lizard, like we talk about them on this podcast a lot, they're uh, pretty prolific, and it wasn't the only album they dropped this year, but I just put that one on there because that one was the one I liked the most. Um, shout out to our next artist that I'm about to mention for sweeping the Grammys in the hip-hop category. That would be our man, Killer Mike. Give me the hell, yeah! <laughs> I, I can't lie, like, so the Grammys, who wins the Grammys doesn't mean a whole lot to E-Man and I, but this one did make me feel kind of warm and fuzzy inside because Killer Mike's been, you know, he put a lot of time and effort into this project. This is the, you know, he left the Run the Jewels imprint for to do this project because he felt like he wanted to tell his personal story, you know? Um, and, and LP still got a Grammy off of it because he had production credits. That's true. That is very true. Um uh, so yeah, so Killer Mike won for best rap album, best rap performance, which is also funny to me because he won for best rap performance with Andre 3000 on Scientists and Engineer Scientists and Engineers, which is funny to come out in a year where Andre put out an instrumental album where he has no rapping on it whatsoever right. and he still wins a rap Grammy <laughs> in the same year. <laughs> so that makes me laugh a little bit. Um so shout out to Killer Mike and Andre of course. Um let's keep going here. Flip my little page over. 
the next one I got on here would be another joint project, which it seems to be kind of a running theme I'm noticing a lot on the last year, which I, I really like when that happens. Um, and that would be uh, uh, Katranada and Amine put out a, a project together called Katramine. I forgot about that album. Which is a really quick, yeah. dancey, kind of summer vibes type of uh, project, which came out at the perfect right time in the summer, and it was one of my favorites to go ride my bike around to. Um, artist Jindena from the, uh, you know, from under Janelle Monet's imprint at the Wonderland Records or whatever. Um, he put out Me, You, and God, which is kind of, it seemed like the whole album is, the theme is sort of kind of polyamory and exploring your sexuality and, you know, being liberated in that way. It very much feels like his... Love Below, like Andre 3000's Love. I mean, and ironic when, you know, Janelle Monae put out an album called The Age of Pleasure, right. too. So it's just That's like, yeah, it's also, yeah. Yeah, that met tracks. It makes sense. Yeah. It's definitely a good listen. It's definitely um, different than anything he's put out before. So if you're expecting his other projects, you won't hear it on this one. Uh, one that I'm like, I think I feel like we're oversaturated by this guy, and it happened way too quickly, which annoys me. And I, you know, we, we talked about him early on this podcast. But then he started to get too popular, and I don't know, I'm weird, and it bothered me. <laughs> but that's Jack Harlow, Jackman. I actually think this is um, a much, much, much better effort than like, his project all right, y'all want me to rap again? Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got, I got the bars. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this, like, poppy. What was what was that album, Come Home, The Kids Miss You? Yeah. That was, like, kind of like this more, like, poppy kind yeah, of feel to it. Hanging out Which, with Drake too much and getting too popular. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it, too. I get it, too. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Um, but no, yeah, I thought this was a way better project from him. It's just all raps, great storytelling ability, cool beats and stuff. Um, okay, moving on. Next is a band that I've been a really big fan of for uh, uh, probably the last 10 years. It's a band called Temples. Um, Exotico is the name of the album, which is another probably if I had to put a top 10, that would probably be in there. I listened to that a lot while I was out running this year. Um, next, we have the... Uh, Supergroup Dinner Party, which is Terrace Martin, uh, Kamazi Washington, Robert Glasper, and Ninth Wonder. Uh, they put out the follow-up to their first project, and this one's called Enigmatic Ign- Society. Um, keeping with that kind of vein of artists, we had Black Thought from The Roots and L. Michael Affairs put out their Glorious Game project, which continues this stream of thoughts Thing that Black Thought's been doing for the last couple years. Um, next one that E-Man just mentioned a, a minute ago would be Janelle Monet's Age of Pleasure. Anyone that listens to this pod knows that I'm a gigantic fan of hers. And You saw her last year too, right? Yeah, me and my girlfriend went to Chicago and saw her perform at the Aragon Ballroom, and it was awesome. Even saw her flash the crowd, which is pretty cool too. Nice, nice. <laughs> She's been flashing a lot of people lately. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. <laughs> not but, mad at it. But not to take anything away from the music because she, you know, she was also nominated for, you know, album of the year this year at the Grammys, I think, but she lost to Taylor Swift, which of course. That's Taylor um, Swift. Big yep. business. For sure. Um, beyond that, one of the artists what are the R and B artists that I listen to the most? I go back to his first two projects more than most artists out. And that'd be Daniel Caesar's Never Enough, which I got on vinyl recently, too, which I love. Um, following that by an artist named Jesse Ware, who put out That Feels Good. And that is like a super dance party, like very upbeat, uh, kind of disco-esque feeling vibe to it, which I would uh, recommend. 
another Alchemist project. He put out one with Larry June, um, West Coast rapper Larry June, called The Great Escape. So great. I love that. So like good. that, uh, the Big Sean song on there, too. Like mm-hmm. that. The actual vibe of that album is very. I really like Al. I mean, we were just talking about where Earl, like in kind of like slow cadence and stuff like that. Larry June also is in that bag, but he's got like a little bit more of a swag to it, I guess, yeah. in a way where it fits him. Alchemist production is perfect for him. It really know? is, and I and I think we've probably talked about it on here. I've been kind of I've never been like a huge Larry June guy. Um, I have friends that love Larry June, but <laughs> um, I, this one really hit me. I did like this one a lot. Um, he's a day he's a day older than me. Larry so, June is. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know, so, so Larry June's younger than me, huh? Yeah. Huh? For some reason, I thought he was like an older rapper. For I don't know, because he calls himself Uncle Larry. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Um, but anyway, completely different uh, sound and vibe would be a band. Well, I guess it's more like one artist, but um, City and Color, uh, August Green, and that one's called The Love Still. Which he just writes beautiful love songs and they just sound great because his voice is great. So I love that. Um, this next one is one that we started the podcast op- uh, up with, and that would be Danny Brown's Quaranta, which is 40 in Italian, which is kind of supposed to play as a companion piece to his Triple X album. Um, it's supposed to be, you know, that one obviously he wrote at 30, this one he wrote at 40, and kind of just comparing you where his life was then and to where it is now. And shout out to Danny Brown for continuing to be just so original and creative. And that brings in my next one, which was his joint album that also came out this year with JPEG Mafia called Scaring the Hose Volume 1, which is probably, I would give that, prob- for me, my taste, that's my favorite hip-hop album of the year. Which because, one? Uh, Scaring, Scaring the Hose. Oh, yeah, that album was great. Like, it's so out. good. <laughs> JPEG, yeah, JPEG Mafia is one of those people that can just do everything yeah. as far as that land. Like when we're talking about like Alchemist uses like weird unrecognizable samples that goes double for JPEG Mafia. Yep. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it sure does. And it'll be like mixed weird. The vocals are always mixed weird. Like I guess I, I, I heard some people saying online that they were upset that Danny's vocals were kind of like, they sometimes felt like they were lost in the mix a little bit, but I didn't feel that way. I felt like it was really cool. Like um, obviously it's, it's a little bit, more in the background his vocals aren't pushed uh to the front as much i guess but i i still think it sounds amazing um but yeah moving on i'm almost there guys i swear uh, this would be an album or an artist that actually he put me on to and that'd be uh, is it pronounced yeb's tumor is that your best tumor yves tumor um he put out this album called praise the lord who choose but which doesn't swallow or but one which doesn't swallow that album is super cool. Been a man. big fan of this dude for a minute. Um, you saw him, right? No. Oh, you didn't see that? No, album? I didn't get a chance to go see him. <laughs> I was uh, he was at L Club. I for- yeah. I forgot what happened that night, but I wanted to. I couldn't find anybody else to go with. I think that's for real. I, I didn't want. <laughs> I didn't want to do it by myself. That's like, anyway. Um, yeah, Yves Tumor is great. Uh, he has. I can't really describe his style. It kind of gives me like. Almost like a Bowie kind of vibe mm-hmm. to it he in does. a way where it's like you really don't know. Like he has like kind of these different personalities he plays with and things like that, and it's all like very experimental, like all, like rock sound too. It's super dope. Yeah, I did get to catch his stream when he was at a what festival was it? Bonnaroo. Yeah, yeah was it Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo festival? Yeah, like no, but no, I've not gotten to see him live and or they live or them live, I yeah. should say. Yeah, uh, but I do. 
plan on it. Highly recommend you guys check out Yves Tumor. Uh, yeah. Super dope, experimental, like weird rock. Like, yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and it's definitely not uh, sounding like anything else that's currently being made. No. Um, and then this one's kind of a blast from the past, but um, good old Damon Albarn um, from Gorillas and Blur and, you know, uh, solo music got to back together with his old band blur and they put out an album called the ballad of Darren that I really, really thought was a strong album this year. Um, multi-instrumentalist loop master Masego. He put out a self-titled album this year that I thought was really well done. Um, shout out to him. Sometimes uh, Masego. some of his songs can be hit or miss for me, but I feel like he's really been locked in and like nailing it lately. And I, his whole last project really did it for me. I like the uh, this one was great. But the one he did before that was cool to uh, study abroad. Yeah, yeah, I like mm-hmm. that one a lot too. Yeah, me too. And then this one, for some reason, I thought this. It almost feels like it came out way longer. Maybe it's because she has a, a new album out already. But um, that'd be Caliucci's Red Moon and Venus. Ooh. That album was just. I did get to see her live though. Yep, me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you saw her at Roots Picnic, right? No, I saw her, she opened for Tyler. Oh, I saw her a couple that's years right, ago. That's right. That's right. No, like best backup dancers in the game. <laughs> like, yeah. Of all, like Caliucci's is one of those people. Like Tom Tolliver's lucky man. But like, yes, he, he is. Like, isn't she pregnant now? With her or something? I think. I, I think they're I having think a kid. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Lucky bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Does he have no heart? Do you have no soul? You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, continuing on um, would be U.S. Girls, Bless This Mess. Um, I can't really box U.S. Girls in either. They kind of, I guess, kind of pop music, but I don't know. just, Just go listen to U.S. Girls. I don't really know. Maybe like kind of indie rockish, but not really kind of, I don't know. U.S. Girls, Bless This Mess. Good album. Um, and uh, from his other band, Damien Auburn's other band, Gorillaz, they put out Cracker Island this year as well, which is a phenomenal work. It's got great features on it. Um, specifically, the one with Thundercat is pretty awesome with the same name. Um, moving on, I got Caroline Polochik who my good boy Stevie T put me on to. He took me to see her at the Majestic, and I really had a good time there. And so I've been paying attention to her music since, and she put out a great album this year called Desire I Want to Turn Into You. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm in the last nine here. I got Kalila Raven, which is uh, a really, really cool R&B album. It's very experimental. I don't know if it's R&B, actually. It's more like electronic dance kind of stuff it's kind of like avant i don't know it's hard to box in as well but i think that's what i'm finding about myself is i like the artists that make stuff that's left of center the most um it seems to draw me in the most um and then out of uh the rock and roll world um i like this band called the arcs it is um dan auerbeck from the black keys other project and honestly I'm really into their music more so than the Black Keys now. I feel like it's kind of electric or it's kind of Black Keys vibe to it, but with more interesting, new and fresh ideas. Like the last couple of Black Keys projects just kind of felt like recycled material more or less to me. So I feel like the arcs is cool because it still has that that vibe, but it just feels a little fresher to me. So 
I really fucked with the um, electron or electrophonic chronic is the name of the project that came out by them. Um, and then singer songwriter Ray, who kind of reminds me a little bit of the Amy Winehouse vibe ish uh, with her music. She has this, an album called My 21st Century Blues that was awesome. Um, Andre 3000, which I already mentioned with the new blue sun, which I was lucky enough to go see the other day, just two days ago, actually. Um, my girlfriend got us tickets for uh, Valentine's Day slash my like first sobriety birthday to go see. Hey. Yeah, to see Andre 3000 do his instrumental album live at um, the Masonic, the Cathedral in the Masonic Temple, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, he had two dates. He had that. He had the Masonic Temple, and I know he was at a. Uh, uh, Cliff Bells. Cliff Bell, yeah. yeah he did Jazz Cliff, Club, yeah. He did Cliff Bells on the 8th, and then he did two shows at the Masonic Temple on the 9th. One was at Wait, 5. Wait, there was two? Yeah, there was two. He did one at 5 o'clock. Or one was at 5, and one was at 8.30. Um, and I went to the 8.30 one, which it was so cool because basically what he stated in the show was um, no two shows were the same because the entire set is improv they didn't write anything. They didn't plan any set lists or none of that. They just Dope. they just started jamming, and it's, it's really cool. To Who did he did he have uh, any backup instruments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a full band with him. Um, there was I don't want to butcher all their names, but he had a full band of musicians from the West Coast that are all people that he kind of just met organically um, through being out there and other people that were interested in like wind instruments and flutes and stuff like that. So, shout out to Andre. It was a very uh, incredible experience really i was really kind of floored by how how uh, much i enjoyed it i didn't know if i would like the concert or not but i kind of went into it with the mindset of it being like a healing breathing journey kind of thing so i just was like spent most of the concert with my eyes closed just doing really deep breathing and mm -hmm. it felt really good i mean it felt like being in a church service led by andre 3000 it was crazy it was a beautiful room too you had all these like stained glass windows and stuff so it was really cool. So shout out to that. Uh, five more left for you. I had Little Yachty's uh, Let's Start Here, which was, if you've ever heard Little Yachty, it sounds nothing like anything he'd made previous to this album. It's very much in the psychedelic rock world. Yeah, he went all Pink Floyd on this album. It's very much, yeah. it's very much his dark side of the moon. And I appreciate it. I really, really loved it. I thought there was fresh ideas. His live show's cool. I remember streaming his... Um, Lollapalooza set after this album came out And I was really interested in that too I thought it was cool So shout out to Yachty um, Next would be Jordan Ward Who kind of makes like this Lo-fi R&B If that even makes sense I don't really know how to describe his music either His lyrics are kind of hip-hop-ish But the sound of the music isn't hip-hop-ish So I don't know Jordan Ward is very cool um, He has an album called Forward I would check that out Okay, last three. I got Busty in the Bass, which is a jazz band. Not jazz band, but like a brass band, I would say. They kind of have these big sounding songs, and each song had like different featured singers on it. Terrence, Mar Terrence Martin was featured on a song. There was, I don't know, some other cool people on the album too, but that album I've listened to a lot. And then the last two would be um, an R&B project called Sorry I Haven't Called by Vagabond. And finally, um, one of my favorite underground rappers who, man, I feel like he deserves to be a much bigger artist because he's so creative and original with the stuff that he does. And that would be um, out of PG Maryland, 
uh, IDK put out a project called F65 that was really cool. He had a lot of yeah, dude, I forgot about that album. Yeah, he had a lot of cool, sweet jazz interludes. I mean, it came out at the top of last year, so it was easy to do. So, um, shout out to IDK. Um, It was a very cool conceptual project with um, a nice fluid sound to it. Like everything had like nice, cool interludes that made the project flow I know Mike, real nice. like Mike Dean does a lot of his production too yeah you know? yeah he does yep so that would be my 50 albums that I listened to that I liked the most of last year Whew, that felt like a lot yeah man. <laughs> so real quick before I go into my list I did not bring it with me today but I do want to shout out my uh my guy Larry who I I actually met at our our mutual friend Frost's Rads uh one of his shows uh, he hooked me up with some homemade mead that I was supposed to review on the show. I did get a chance to try it like with him at his crib. I didn't bring it with me, unfortunately, today. But I w- do want to hype it up and say it is great. He has a blueberry mead and he has a uh, cherry one, I believe. And it's all the fruit is actually uh, sourced from, uh, I believe it's sourced from a company in Michigan. It's like all real fruit and things like that. It's not extract or anything like that. It's really really solid product he has a crazy ass homebrew setup so big shout out to larry thank you for uh hooking me up with a couple bottles of that i will get a chance i'm gonna talk to uh my guy over at stott because we're gonna try some stuff over there too but yeah yeah man um big shout out to him so with that said let's go into my list there's gonna be a lot of overlap i'm gonna just be honest with you guys so uh top of my list because i try to go by uh top of the year to like end of the year so first album i really loved in january was actually when we were just talking about the little yachty less tard here album which had like kind of like the craziest album cover to me as well just that was a weird one because i'm i'm thinking like that's what happened when he turned in his album and the label was just looking like what the fuck is this for me <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it, it's like this very experimental like psychedelic rock or we were saying like a pink Bo- uh, floyd type vibe to it it's really interesting yeah, it doesn't sound like anything Yachty has ever done. I feel like when young artists kind of like find themselves and things like that, it's it's a beautiful thing. Like as a fan to actually see like the you know like the progression from going to like you know like broccoli with dram and stuff like that mm-hmm. to what you're doing now is amazing to me. Yeah, it is. Uh, I actually just wrote this down because you mentioned it, but F65 by IDK. I really love the jazz interludes on that one. When he was t- Mr. Police is probably one of my favorite songs on that project as well. Uh, I, I think my favorite breakdown when he was talking about all the stuff he loves, but it's you know like all materialistic stuff and things like yeah. that. He goes like, you know, I love the like I love it. Like, I gotta had a new iPhone no matter what. I love to bite that apple if you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's, like that. <laughs> and it's, it's just like one of those coolest like thing. Like IDK is so, so underrated to me. Like mm-hmm. it's uh it's a great project. Uh, Victoria Monet Jaguar Two. Uh, as we mentioned, she got the Grammy for this album uh, last week very solid probably my second favorite r&b album this year uh it's very very close i love this one a lot as neil said she's been around forever and a lot a lot of writing for a lot of artists so just to see her get a new artist you know i'm happy she got the nod and i'm happy she got that um i think she yeah she beat out scissor right with uh yeah yeah, yeah. because scissor came out like that tent like that cutoff year in 2020 too. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. did I? I totally. Uh, that, that should was be like, on my list too. By the way, SOS SZA. I, I feel like. Well, did that count? Because that Wait, was that twenty. Out, was that came out. That came out like December twenty twenty two. Because her and Av Soul were like back to back. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I put that on my last year. Yeah. It's probably last year. 
But anyway, that was a great project as well. Um, one that was surprising to me is actually country artist Chris Stapleton's Higher was such a good album, man. Um, I'm going to listen. I did not think I was going to enjoy it. Because, I mean, recently I've been kind of... I've had this whole thing with country music uh, for the better part of my adult life where I just really didn't get it for a long time. And I kind of started opening it up a lot more to it. And I mean, there's, there's this and there's another country album on my list uh, that I want to talk about as well. But I really, really enjoyed this album. It's very, it's very soulful. Like, if I can put a wave to it, it's definitely different than like you know what the perception of country music may be. I, re- I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Elzai's heavy vibrato, uh, vibrato, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, bars for days. Child of Detroit. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, enough said about Elzai. Right? <laughs> yeah. Elzai's a legend. And, if you know, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Currency and Harry Fraud, Vices. Oh, yeah. I, I love this one. album a lot. Like, Currency, you know, Currency is always good for at least like three albums a year. Um, so, yep. <laughs> and then Harry Fraud's production, you know, we talk about like when you have like that one producer that locks in with that one artist, they've been working together for years. So, you know, you know, you know the product you're going to get just by knowing the name. It's a very, they always very solid great project. Uh, this album, and I was just talking to Neil. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought this artist passed away a while ago, uh, but I'm glad that he's not. And he produced one of my one of the best jazz albums I've heard in a long time. Was Roy Ayers and artist Ono had an album called Good Vibes, Bad Vibes. Uh, you were talking about like with like the Andre 3000 album, like it's good for like you know walking or jogging or like yeah. kind of just had like some nice background music or you know for cleaning the crib or something like that. Yeah. It's perfect for that. It's just a great like ride of an album to listen to. Uh, you know, Roy Ayers has been around since like the 60s, 70s probably. So it's just one of those ones where you know you can just kind of put on and just like vibe to you know. Um, yeah, enough said. Uh, probably my, me personally, my favorite R&B album of this year, and he actually got a Grammy from SZA for Snooze, was Leon Thomas uh, with Electric Dust, because, you know, he did the runs on Snooze. But yeah, Leon Thomas, if you guys are familiar with the show uh, Victorious, the Nickelodeon show from like 10 years, mm, I guess a little bit less than 10 years ago, maybe now at this point. But yeah, he was uh, the kid that was playing like uh, keys and singing and all that stuff like that. He's all grown up and winning Grammys now. He's become his own artist. He's actually written for a lot of artists as well too. So it just from start to finish. I mean, he has like the, the feature with Benny, uh, with X-Rated. Uh, yeah, it's the opening song probably drew me in just because like the voice, like he has just like a very great voice, like in general. That he does all his production plays all his instruments he's he's just one of those like just multi switch hitters where you can just kind of go either way with uh you know with production styles uh masego self-titled album masego uh we were talking about masego earlier dude speaking of like people that can just do everything production wise you know he plays sax he sings he plays keys he does a lot of stuff uh believe i think the opening track was one it was uh black anime character black anime girl or something like that yeah uh, from like start to finish the album is great and i do get your like the consistency issues where it's kind of hit or miss but yeah he's been in a big stride yeah for a for a minute now so i'm mad i didn't get to see him last year when he was here for afro fest but yeah Yeah, same uh, here i agree 
Uh, probably one of my favorite rappers of all time is Tech Nine. Put out an album called Bliss, similar to where uh, to where Currency is. Tech Nine's also good for an album a year at least. Uh, yeah, Tech. I mean, if you you know, I'm a I'm, I'm, I'm a technician. <laughs> yeah, you certainly yeah. are. <laughs> I guess one of my one of my favorite artists, probably one of my favorite rappers like today, and it, you know, he's always gonna make my list no matter what. I was actually listening to. I forgot he has a feature with the because we were talking about wrestling earlier. I forgot he has a feature with the Rock. He, oh, that's right. <laughs> the Rock rapped on that song. Of his. Oh, that's it's not on this album, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I was like listening that. to that the other day. Of like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, your best tumor. Praise the Lord who chews, but which does not consume, or sinfully uh, hot between worlds. Uh, I was talking about your best tumor a little earlier in this post, so I'm not gonna like double dip on that. Just check out the album. Uh, going into my hard rock mode, Slipknot, the end so far. Uh, I do really like this album. I don't like it as much as We Are Not Your Kind that came out a couple years prior to that. However, it is definitely a vibe like the Adderall, like the, the single Adderall is like this hard hitting, like energetic thing. I believe Corey Taylor put out like a solo album too, which is you know night and day from like a slipknot obviously but it's just one of those albums where you know you can just put on like go to the gym like it's hard like you know you can just kind of like just get some shit done to it and i always like stuff like that too and you know slipknot since iowa i've been like kind of like a secret fan of i don't look like one but yeah, fuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Mick Jenkins, The Patience. I was very late to Mick Jenkins, admittedly. Um, I, I went back, did some backtracking, but I spent a lot of time with this particular album. And he's definitely one of those ones, like, like I hate the term backpack rap, mm -hmm. just because, I mean, like, okay, somebody that's lyrical and things like that. Who actually coined that term? I don't, I don't know who coined that term, honestly. I don't like that term, but, like, he's definitely, like, a lyrical artist that, you know, has shit to say and you know wants to like leave a message to people and not just you know just rap and just rap type shit i, I like mick jenkins a lot mm -hmm. uh alchemist flying high we getting we getting uncle alk bars gotta love it I, I, I think hip boy brought something out of him low-key with that for real man <laughs> he put out like four projects this year or something yep. like that too crazy uh reason porches uh i do like this album a lot i what was the one? What was the album before that? New Beginnings that came oh, out a couple I years before that. that, that I want to say it was New Beginnings. Yeah, um, it it's tough. a step up from that, yeah. like big time. Which I like New Beginnings as well, but the TDE camp, you know, with Kendrick being gone, obviously need some bars out of that. We, you know, can't wait for Schoolboy. We'll get into that later, but mm -hmm. yeah, like I, I'm excited to see where Reason goes, like in his career, because I mean, it's a solid. He put out uh, two solid projects to me in a row. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Black since since I have a lover, really oh, I love this album about a lot. That yeah. One. yeah, I love that one too. Great R and B album. I mean, you know, you're getting great things from Black. Like I forgot the one with the bear on the cover, but that one, East Atlanta Love Letter, and then this guy. Uh, shout out to the, you know the LVRN gang with like with him, Summer Water, us, uh, Summer Walker. I was doing a Mick Jenkins callback. <laughs> uh, West Side Boogie, I believe, is a part of there too. Like yeah, yeah that that whole uh, crew is fucking killing it, man. Uh, no Name Sundial, uh, which I was talking to Neil earlier about this. I think Rolling Stones rated it as like the best hip hop album of the year or something like that. I I don't think it's the best hip hop album of the year. However, it is a great album, and with No Name, you kind of know what you're getting with that. Like she, had, that whole like 
you know, Chicago, like, crew with her, Chance, Vic Mensa, like, all those guys. Like, you know, you're getting kind of like that, like, that... So you're getting bars out of that. You're getting bars. You're getting some meaningful. And No Name always got some shit to say. She's so, supposed to be yeah. dropping. Aren't they supposed to be? There's like a group of her, uh, Smino, and... Smino, uh, oh, I forgot. And what's the... Oh, Jesus Christ. What am I? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, oh, what's my man from Chicago? Oh, God. Gotta be more descriptive. Oh, God. Chief yeah. Keef, Lil Durk, no, Chance. No, uh, no, 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 no. He's... That's how I found out about him. Kanye West. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. It's going to drive me crazy. Keep going with your list. I'll, 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 figure I'll, figure I'll figure it out. All right. Uh, one I did not listen to, but I do really like this band a lot because, um, you know, pop punk head. But Paramore, this is why. I do plan on checking this out. Don't got much to say about it now, but do want to check that out. And then also another one I want to check out is Pierce the Veil, uh, Jaws of Life, which I, I like their uh, singles a lot. They use historically put out some great music. I just haven't checked out that album yet. Uh, Paris, Texas, Mid Air was a great project as well. Uh, I've been getting hip to them. Shout out to Pigeons and Planes that kind of put me onto them. Uh, great, great uh, rap collective. Like those guys a lot. Uh, Nas and Hit Boy Magic Two. I believe the Magic Three did. I think did come out this year as well. Mm-hmm. I want to say so that did kind of round out like that six album run that they had. Um. Yeah, Magic Two was solid, man. I I think that I because you know Nas is Nas has gotten a lot of shit about production over the years, and I'm just happy that you know they have like that you know producer that's been killing it. I guess in this generation for the past ten years, you link up with like an OG like Nas and kind of put out like this amount of consistently great music. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that it's a solid thing. Saba, by the way, that's who I was thinking of. Smino, Saba, Saba and No Name, I think, have a little group together. Nice. They're supposed to be making music. Nice. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist, Von Dier. Uh, Dior? No, Dior. Yeah, I think you got it right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love Earl. You know, I'm a not future stan, always been. Uh, so, yeah. (laughs) And Al, Al, like, that production style is crazy, man, for his voice. Um... Artists I've been kind of hearing about lately. I did listen to the album. I did listen to the album a couple times, and I don't really know where to put it as far as genre wise because he does like this genre bending as well. But Tizo Touchdown, How Do You Sleep at Night? Uh, I really enjoy. There's a few songs on this album where I'm just like, what the fuck am I listening to, if I'm being (laughs) honest? (laughs) But in like a good way. And then the other one, and then there's just some that vibe with, like, there's, he has this, like, really cool story one where it talks about, uh, you know, I should have moved out the hood, where it's, uh, it's like a homeless guy, a guy that's, like, middle class, and a guy that's, like, upper class, like, in the same neighborhood or whatever, <laughs> and it, it, it's it's a super dope track, but, yeah, I, I like Tizo. I like Tizo Touchdown. I'm, I'm really cool to see where he goes. Um, Andre 3000's been talking about Tizo in his interviews, saying that he's a fan. Yeah, he got... Who, did Tyler put him on? No, he was around before that. But like, I think that was like his first first big feature was that. Oh run yeah, it for up. sure. Yeah. Um, that sounds awesome. Get into uh, more of like a, I guess more of a Sinatra bag. Uh, Family Guy creators Seth MacFarlane and Liz Giles put out this album. Wish you were the merriest. Oh. It's so good. Really? <laughs> it's so Is it like a Christmas album? It's yeah. It's like a very sing songy like album. Uh, very like. 
big jazz room yeah. like Sinatra type like Rat Pack type no, shit it's yeah. super dope yeah that's interesting yeah huh. I just saw him recently on a, he was on some interview with Bill Maher yeah uh, Cali Uchis, Red Moon and Venus we already talked about that Doja Cat Scarlet um Doja Cat with this whole satanic shit It's kind of weird yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest it's crazy. I mean she's putting out good music But it, it's kind of weird to me But I get the shock I mean we were talking about the shock value aspect In a couple episodes ago and things like that So I, I get I get what she's doing there. Yeah. Um, this album we haven't talked about But I wanted to bring it up And this is my second country album And I love the fact that he, these you know these older artists can make these like switch up to like a different genre and just fucking kill it at it but jelly rolls whistlet chapel is so good man yeah i'll have to listen <laughs> like to that. that dude has like spent him. some time in a church and you can yeah. you can tell <laughs> like, it's uh dude it, it's very it's yeah it's very motivational it's super dope like i jelly roll you know just coming from like three six mafia and all those guys and just like you know to see where he's at now in his career is amazing to me i saw he had like that speech in front of congress about like gun control and things and yeah he seems to be like a great guy he seems i mean I, i don't know much of his music i haven't really listened i don't think i've listened to a full project of his um but i definitely will give him a shot because i've seen interview clips and stuff floating around and he seems to be a pretty good dude yeah it's it's a great album highly highly recommend it uh killer mike michael we already talked about that quite a bit won't touch that one scaring the hoes danny brown jpeg mafia arguably my favorite rap album of the year uh won't go into that one that much but yeah uh, mariah the scientist to be eaten alive mariah the scientist is becoming one of those like r&b artists that i feel like is gonna be around for a long time Mm-hmm. Uh, very different style. She kind of she her and Kelly Uchis are kind of like similar styles to me, I guess in a way. But Mariah Scientist has her own kind of like weird pocket with it, I guess in a yeah. way. Yeah, it, like vocal affliction wise, I guess. I've had this cat work that I work with um, at Aunt Millie's, uh who's in the younger generation. He's in the generation behind us, so he's t- only twenty three years old, but he's a super music head like me. Right. So I enjoy. Uh, talking music with him just to see like his perspective being that he's over a decade younger than me and seeing like what's cool to them and stuff and he's big on that Mariah the Scientist he's a big big fan of hers so I, I actually meant to meant to get into that because I was like let me go let me check this girl out and I did like her weird fe- it was an interesting feature on the 21 Savage project yeah. so no she's super talented uh, highly recommend it yeah uh, Jack Harlow Jackman you know you know, after putting out a pop album, you know, I want to get back into the bars, and he did that. Like, um, he had that very interesting song, it was like the Gang Gang song or whatever. Dude, that was yeah, great. That, yeah, that song I was. I loved that yeah. song. That interesting. That that was the one with the perspective where it was like his friends were like raping somebody. Yeah, or like, like, yeah. You're like no, it couldn't have been him. Not this oh, guy. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, you know, yeah. you guys grow apart, and you know, people change and shit like that. Yeah, that so, that yeah. was a great song. That was yeah. a good storytelling one. Like, I, I I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, that knows that they don't love it, something like that. What was it? They don't love it. They don't love. It. I forgot the name of the song. It might have been just been that, but that yeah. song is vibey too. Mm-hmm. Um, Az, truth be told, obviously Az is bar for bar one of the best that we don't really talk about. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, too many people can the firm. With Nas yeah, man. And, <laughs> exactly. And get better verses sometimes on the Nas. Absolutely. Hell no. Um, but yeah, Az is nuts out there, man. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I do. So I watched uh, 
I, I, I don't want to digress, but I watched the uh, the Apple TV like Beastie Boys thing thing they did. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's, is it it's, good? It's pretty great. They okay. talk, and Nas is actually a part of it. For okay, a yeah. But yeah, that's because he has that song with them. Yep. Uh, Apache antagonist. So Apache, I peeped at actually at Electric Forest last year. I didn't get to listen to the album. It's one of those ones I'm gonna check out, but I just want to throw those out there. Their fucking live show is amazing. Like what the is production, the name of it? Apache. Uh, there's the band and then an- okay. antagonist is the okay. album. Okay, okay, yeah. I gotta check that out. Super dope. Uh, kind of like ED, like hard EDM, I guess okay. in a way. Yeah, it's they're they're crazy. <laughs> um, three stacks, new blue sun. Yeah. Neil, you know more about this album than I do because you already saw it. Like yeah. you saw him live, but. Me just like walking my dog in the morning and like just kind of want to listen to something like chill and relax. It's a great project to peep. Like mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it a lot. Uh, I was gonna be honest that. Hold on. So if I'm being honest, when I found out there was no bars on this album before it came out, I was like, "What the fuck am I gonna Me do too. with this?" <laughs> then, I can't lie, I was the same way. And then I it was like, "All right, you know," because he's been around the New York and uh, he's been photographed a bunch of places playing the flute around shit like publicly. And I'm like, "All right, you know what? I'll give it a shot." And I am so glad I did. It is a great project from start to finish. I love the album title name because like the word "pussy" sounds better than "vagina." Something yeah. like that. And I, love, I love the it's album name so much. I swear, I really want to make a rap album, but this is what came out, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One thing I, I forgot to mention when I mentioned it, and when I was reading my list on it too, is this further proves to us how ahead of his time Andre Three Thousand has always been. When he was making hip hop music with Outkast, his bars and his creative style were, and even the way he dressed, all of it was so much different than anything that was coming out at that time. And now we're in this landscape where the world seems to be in such a divided, turbulent place. And I know there's, you could make that case about any time in America where it was like that, but it seems like that's extra high right now. And Andre's like, you know what? I feel like the world needs healing. It doesn't need my bars right now. It needs healing. And so that's exactly what he did. I mean, he put out an album that I thought I was going to hate, because I was bitter that there was going to be no raps on it because he's my favorite rapper of all time, one of them. Um, but it, it didn't piss me off at all, and I used it quite a bit to go to sleep to, and we, me and my girlfriend do massages, we'll put it on, mm. stuff like that. It's like this is a – it just proves that he's not going to be boxed in. He's going to always uh, march to the beat of his own drummer. Um, yeah, Andre is just the man with that kind of shit. And – and seeing it live, it gave me hope that he will be making more rap music eventually again. Because it seemed like he's that he's interested in making more music right now. He also shouted out Jack White at the very end of the thing and was like, if anyone knows Jack's number, put him in contact with me. I want to make music with him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that was That's pretty awesome. cool, too. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. All, right, all good. Um, Danny Brown, Quanarana. Uh, Jim's Terrific Vacation is probably my favorite track on there. The song about gentrification. Yeah, I really like that song a lot. I really like Danny Brown's on my list twice. Uh, I between the two albums, I think Scaring the Hose is my personal favorite. Uh, but I do love this one a lot as well. I know he said that this was because you know Danny's sober now. Yeah. So he, I know he this came from like him being fucked up though, yeah. like around like COVID time and things like that. I do like that Bruiser. I, 
Bruiser Wolf is somebody that because he's on that song, the song we just played in the opening. He kind of reminds me of E Forty. He does, but like, because I'm like, I've never heard anybody try like not even have like that sound of style. But his voice is just so like smooth to where it's like perfect. It's still your own thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really love that song a lot. Uh, this project is great, man. Like Danny, Danny kills it. I did get to see him for a uh, Bruiser Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, JPEG Mafia was not in attendance because he, he missed his flight. And I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe, I don't know. I'm going to be like, man. Yeah, and shout out Danny. I think it's interesting hearing this because he'd been alluding to it on his podcast that you know it's been done for a long time. So we knew that he wrote and recorded this before he got sober. So I was interesting to hear what the topic sub or the subject would be about, but it seemed like that was already something in his head even back then is that he knew he was struggling with addiction issues and needed something to change or else it was going to kill him. Right. Um, so what I'm really interested for now going forward, and I guess this kind of plays into what E-Man and I will talk about after the, he wraps up his list is what's next for Danny. Cause I'm really interested to hear um, what his raps are going to sound like from a sober perspective. Um, because I know he's been nervous about that. At least it seems on the podcast that he's not going to have anything to talk about. But I think now that he's settled into almost being a year sober, he seems to be inspired to me to in his creative bag. At least um, he seems to be inspired. So I'm, I'm interested to see what's to come from Danny now that he's not uh, doing drugs and drinking. Right. But yeah, um, not too much longer left. I got Terrence Martin Fine Tune. Oh, that was a good one too. Yes, Fuck. it was. Yes, it was. Great jazz artist. Great jazz album. Uh, Judea, Me, You, and God. We talked about that already. Daniel Caesar, Never Enough. We talked about that already. Uh, Hit Boy, Surfer, Drown. Oh was, yeah, yeah, that one too. Great. I mean, Hit Boy also good for a couple albums a year. Uh, one probably one of the top hip hop producers today. Uh. Yeah, great. I know he put his dad on this one too. I believe was it? It was this one, right? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. No, it's it's a great project. If I start to finish, um, Larry June and Alchemist, Great Escape. I feel like Alchemist is on my list. What three times now? Yeah. Yeah, this is probably my favorite out of the three. No, I yeah, I mentioned this already. Which I one? I mentioned this already. Great Escape. Yeah, I mentioned is that. Larry June one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I mentioned yeah, that already. Yeah, sorry, yep. sorry. Uh, Two Chains, Little Wayne. Welcome to College Grove. I that was interesting. It was a so it's a it's an interesting project. Mostly the reason this is on my list is because Fifty's doing the interludes. I love that. <laughs> I really enjoyed Fifty doing the narrations too. I thought he sounded great. Yeah, it's it's funny. They have like this whole like they have this whole like Smokey and the Bandit thing going with their uh with with the inter with the uh like interludes and stuff like that between the album like the songs. It's it's great. I love it. I knew that that would work out because he narr um. I I, I watch his I don't know why I watch all the spot the power spinoffs of his TV shows and Raising Canaan, which just finished on Friday, which was a fucking great season, by the way. Shout out Joey Badass. Shout out everybody on uh, the season. Of Raising Canaan was great. But uh, he narrates that like because Raising Canaan is about his character, power, character right? from Power's yeah. origin story. Admittedly, I don't watch. I've not watched Power, Ghosts, Kane. I haven't watched any of that. They're all all right. They're all like so ridiculous. It's like you have to suspend disbelief, or you have to suspend belief, and 
realize that this is television I'm watching because right. like the amount of motherfuckers they're killing in an episode is fucking insane. Like, it's like Sunday Anarchy. Oh. <laughs> I think Tommy in the spinoff about Tommy, I think he killed like three cops in one season. Jesus. <laughs> All, right. All right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Welcome to Collar Grove. I got Lloyd Banks, The Course Inevitable Ooh. Part Three, Part of My Pain. I mean, you're, I mean, you're just gonna get bars with Lloyd Banks. Yep. Like you know what you're getting. Probably one of the most underrated artists, like rap, like pure rappers, like in the past. You know, since G Unit would have to run in what, like 2002, 2003. Yeah. Yep. 2003 was probably the height of it. Yep. Uh, and then finally to cap it off, I got we already talked about this, but Enigmatic Society with Kamazi Washington, Terrence Martyr, and Robert Gasper. Yep. Yep. And that is my list. Those dinner party guys are great, man. And just like E-Man was saying with like, you know, um, like currency and people like that who are an alchemist who drop, you know, multiple projects a year. Uh, Terrace Martin is the same way in like the jazz hip hop world. You know, he's not only does he make his own projects, but he's involved in so many different collaborative projects. He had that. Oh, I forgot. He had one with Alex Isley, too. That was awesome um, last year. Um, He just stays working. And I just think he's just a brilliant mind. I mean, he was one of the pr- driving forces behind To Pimp a Butterfly. So that tells you all you really need to know because that album's brilliant. But, um, yeah, so that was our list of last year. And we did want to talk about, like, some things that we're excited for for 2024 and what we think this year will bring. And I'm hoping, I think one of the main things that I'm hoping, there's one that I know that him and I both want to talk about a little bit together because we discussed it previously before we started recording. But I'm really excited for um, more um, well-intentioned hip-hop in 2024. Bars are coming back. I think bars, bars are coming, are coming back. back, baby. I think 2023 was really lacking in the hip-hop department. And I think that we finally saw that the we're finally starting to get examples of things that work and things that don't. And I think the quick singles and trying to ride waves – is proven to not work. You know how you know how <laughs> I figured this out last year? There wasn't one number one hip hop album until Little Yachty not you Little Yachty, little uh Uzi Vert put out the yeah. pin tape. Yeah. Yep. You're right. Yep. And then Nikki with uh at the very or she uh, hers just came out. Yep. But By the way, I do right. I didn't I didn't put that on my list. There's I didn't the album was okay, but he has a song called Nakamura on there, which is a shout out to Shinsuke Nakamura, the wrestler. He uh-huh. actually sampled his like opening like wrestling music. Oh, that's cool. I, that shit was fire. And then Nakamura got like a big push after that in oh, the WWE. Cool. I like so that. I was like, eh. yeah, I like when that happens. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think there's gonna be. I think we're gonna start to see a lot more barn it up. You know, we've got um a lot of big name artists that we have that we think will drop. Um, obviously. Last year, Kendrick Lamar. Well, not last year, but two years, yeah. recently, Kendrick Lamar had parted. We fulfilled his contract with TDE and had started his own label, PG Lang, with Dave Free. And obviously, he slated um, Baby Keem, his younger cousin, and, um, as like the the main focal point. Of and it. what's what's my other man's name? That's on their label. Oh, <laughs> who else did they sign? They do have another artist that was on that album. Blast? Is it Blast? No, no not, not Blast. Uh, he was on tour with them when they did the Miss Morales show. Oh, shit. What was that? What was the guy's name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Um, This is why I have... Well, PG Lang, but anyways, the we'll get the new Baby Keem on that label, and then I'm still super interested what's going to be happening this year with 
uh, his former label TDE because you got most of the heavy oh. hitters ready to drop. Tana Leone. And Tana Leone is listed as former artist. Former artist. So it's just it's just Kendrick and Keem. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what happened there. I don't know. That's weird. I'm gonna have to read into that a little bit after this podcast. Yeah, Sleepy Soldier. That was actually not a bad album. No, it was yeah. good. I, I thought it was really good. But I'm I'm interested to see. Um, obviously, Baby Keem released the melodic blue visual. Um, on Amazon Prime this year, which was really cool. I enjoyed it. It was a very fun, artistic um, little uh, musical endeavor. Um, but I'm excited to see what his next album will bring. But more recently, out of his old camp, TDE, we saw that Schoolboy Q is gearing up for a release. He's been teasing new music, um, as well as Sir, also from TDE. So I'm kind of thinking that TDE is going to do what they usually do which is kind of run the whole summer, which will they'll have, you know, they'll slate their guys to release, you know, like one every month or so. You'll have, I don't know if this is the order, but I think it'll be like J-Rock will drop. Well, I think Q's probably no, first. Yeah, Schoolboy Q is March 1st. Yeah, It'll probably dropping. be Q and then Sir because Sir put out his first single too, and then maybe J-Rock. And I think Isaiah's coming back soon too because it's been now a minute since – the last one. Yeah, dropped, right? I mean, it's quicker than he has been if he just dropped this year because yeah. he usually like he's good for about four or five four years. Four or five in years in between songs for sure. Um, so yeah, I'm excited from the TDE camp. I'm excited for new J Cole. That's most been getting teased that Cole will have one. I don't. I think there's mostly rumors, but there is talks of a new Jay Z. I've heard it from it, different it, media it personalities. Would make, it would make sense. So that would be interesting. I would have to think um, that Royce probably has to have something coming, right? He's been quiet on the music front. He does have a song that we're going to play at the end of we the episode. We are going to get an internet album, and I'm happy about that. Yes, yes the we, internet. We are getting an internet album. Shout out Steve Lacey. Shout out Sid. Sid. Shout out the whole crew. Dude, Sid Live, by the way, was great. When did uh, you see Sid? Uh, she was at Roots Picnic. Oh, that's right. Yep. So that would be a, yep. Oh, man. The internet would be a really good one. And that would be huge for them, too, because, you know, Sid and Steve Lacey, Steve Lacey's solo over the last couple of years has gained a lot of traction and yep. new fans. So that will probably be, bring more attention. Matt Martians, all those guys. Like, to yeah, that, yeah. going to be great. What else do we got coming for 2024 that you're looking forward to music-wise? Um, I think we got probably... Shout out uh, in the local scene. Shout out to the homie Non Bonsai. About to drop some shit. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh my god, she's so awesome, yep. man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm such a big fan of everything that she uh, does and has been doing since you know her days of Honey Monsoon and all that. So, mm-hmm. shout yeah. out. I see. Yeah, I, I run into her quite a bit, like just where I'm living at, because I go to the same we go to the same coffee shop and shit like that sometimes. Dog, just to see her progression is fucking amazing. I know, and I told her that I'm gonna like, like, I cannot wait for you to drop some shit, dog. It's 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 really cool to see people when you first see them, kind of like starting out to like when them getting like, you know, starting to get like more and more like into their craft. You know, it's fucking amazing to me. So I love seeing that. I love seeing that from my people. Love seeing that from her. I love seeing that for uh, Deontay visible um, oh my god dude shout out to them man. I, love, I, love I was just it. listening to speak mahogany's album the other day i'm like man god they're so fucking interesting and unique and good i love them 
And then also, uh, happy birthday to our boy Taylor Greens. T Greens. Happy birthday, my guy. Yep, his birthday was the other day. He's another important piece of the local music scene. Um, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit on here, but he's behind the the boards on so many different things that you hear coming out of the Ipsy Ann Arbor scene. And Detroit, and too. And Detroit, yeah. too, for yeah. that matter. Yeah, he so. does a decipher thing in, a, in um, shit, what's that? What's that uh, place? Did Quinder Cut? Did Quinder Cut? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that man. I miss the Quinder Cut. I miss living in the city sometimes yeah. when it's stuff like that. But you know, um, Frost is probably gonna put out an album this year too. Frost really, is gonna have an really album that's gonna be yeah. sweet. Uh, I'm sure Nick will have more Dusk Harmonic tunes come in for us. Uh, I I wanted to see it the other day. Shout out our boys at Casual. They had a show at the Blind Pig, but it was the same night. Uh, as the Andre 3000 concert, so I wasn't able to make it, but I want to shout out Danny and all them um, on their continued awesome music that they make. Man, I'm, there's just a lot of great stuff coming out. Uh, there's Oh, one that I'm really excited for for this year. I'm, I'm hoping we get a No Worries album and an Anderson Pack album because and it's been a minute for Anderson Pack. It's been a minute Pack. for a solo yeah. Anderson Pack music for sure. So that I'm hoping for. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's probably. The most of the stuff that I'm excited for 2020. Is there any other heavy hitters that you think will drop this year that we haven't heard from in a while? I like that Britney Howard album, by the way. Man, as weird as it was, it is solid. Like it's, it's. I don't like it as much as Jamie. I really, really, really like it though. It's definitely like got this like abstract style to it, to where it, it's. She's definitely like in a very experimental bag now with like music. Yeah, yeah it's it's dope. No, I agree. Um, that actually that'll be. Because we kind of didn't really do it on this episode, but if we're talking something old, something new, that new one from her is really great. Uh, Brittany Howard, that is. Um, what else did I listen to that I thought was awesome over the? Oh yeah, there's a, a seven song, quick fifteen minute EP out of Little Sims, which just kind of feels like a quick fifteen minute dance party. Like there's even a, there's like a song that's instrumental on there, um, but I really love Little Sims, so she's got a new project out. Terrace Martin's got. Um, an all like saxophone like instrumental covers album out called Her Thoughts. That's I, dope. I like the uh the Kid Cudi Denzel Curry project too. By the way, I think Denzel Wait, it's a whole project? Not or? project. Oh, song. Like, song, okay. song I, haven't, yeah. I haven't heard no, it yet. No, uh I think Denzel Curry's dropping this year, speaking of which. It's that been, would it's be been a hot minute for him too. And he's usually consistent for an album a year. Denzel would be sweet. Um Westside Boogie would be sweet. It looks like uh Leon Bridges might have something. Oh no, he might it just looks like he has a cover song on uh, the Bob Marley soundtrack. So that's kind of cool. Um, who else has got stuff coming that I'm looking forward to? Looks like there's new Black Keys. Looks like there's new Beyonce. So maybe maybe Beyonce. Even... Oh, yeah. Beyonce put out a single yesterday. Yeah, it looks like she's got Texas a couple. Hold Texas Hold'em and then 16 cartridges. So maybe she's got something in the works, too. That'd be crazy. A Jay-Z and Beyonce in the same year. She probably won't do that though. She'll probably if Jay drops this year, she probably won't. She did just drop the Renaissance and had a humongous world did tour. Did you listen to that Green Day album? No, but you told me that you thought it, it was pretty good, it's right? So good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, they sounded good on TV on uh, what was it New Year's yeah, Eve Billy, this year? Yeah, Billy Joe. They they got it. They still got it. Like I like from Dookie to American Idiot to uh, what was it twenty one. I forgot the I forgot the name of that last. I kind of lost track of them after Dookie and Nimrod. Those were the two. Nimrod, yeah, two. Um, that I listened to the most. No, Mary, I I got 
hip to them on American Idiot and then backtracked. Yeah. But no, nah, just they they sound He fucking great. looks great too, dude. He looks yeah. like he doesn't really aged much. I'm like, good for you guys. Yeah, they don't have they didn't have the makeup on or anything too. So it was like yeah, yeah it's they 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 killed it. Yeah, I it agree. was a great album. Highly recommend it. Um, fuck, I forgot the name of it, but yeah, uh, Green Day, new album, fucking amazing. You got I'm looking just looking at, oh shit, Pearl Jam, a new album from Pearl Jam. Yeah, oh that got would be cool. Got a new Pearl Jam. Got a new Elton John coming. Billy, oh well, yeah, I didn't listen to the last Billy Eilish album. I, I see. I don't know much of her music. It all seems very like slow and dramatic. Well, at least I don't know. The Barbie the one that she won album for album was like... solid. Like that when we all fall asleep. Where do we go? I like that album a lot. Did not really get into the second album. I started it and it just wasn't really for me. If yeah, I'm being honest. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what she got on this next one. Usher album uh, that just recently came out. I get. I mean, I see, it makes sense why he does Super Bowl and everything like that. I I didn't really enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. I guess I know if I had to be honest with it, um, it sounds like there's a lot of decent singles on there, but it's not a cohesive project to me. To me, it feels like it could. I, I'm just guessing by the album cover, but it kind of feels like Usher might be going the route that I don't like, like where you're still trying to hold on to the youth super hard and you're trying to like make super youthful sounding songs and albums. And I just don't know if you need to be doing that anymore. Cause I mean, what Usher's got to be in his mid forties now, right? I would think 45, 45. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of like to see more, but I, you know what? Let me not say that because I haven't heard the album. So I don't know that that is yeah, even... like the opening song. I think is with burner boy or something. Well, like that, then so. that, that kind of tracks then a little bit. And he's got 21 Savage and summer Walker. Yeah. It's definitely, there. it's definitely some young shit on there too. Like, but I mean, it's more, I mean, I, I, I the, party. the, the industry is <laughs> going towards like that dancey route. I mean, I going towards it. We're here. We're, we're at yeah. the dancey oh, route. For sure. But yeah, that, I know you didn't listen to the Kanye, uh, uh, Ty Dolla Sign album. No, I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Um, s- compared to like, I think the last project was Down to Two or the first Down to. I, I, I really didn't. There's not much replay value with those to me. There is a lot of replay value with this one. I think my favorite track on there was he flipped Jay and Silent Pop. Was it? Was it a Dogma? Uh, like it was like big titty, beautiful women don't fall at the sky, you know, <laughs> something like that. But that uh, there's uh, the one thing I don't like is when artists do like the hidden feature thing. I really love to see like the credits. I know, and stuff I hate like that. that too. I hate that on that song is Freddie Gibbs too. Yeah, but like that JPEG's on a song as well. Yeah. Um, there he's it's definitely loaded with some features. Yeah, like, it's it's a solid project. But for me, man, I, I, I just know. I just have zero interest in anything creatively that Kanye has to say anymore. Like he just, he's just so the antics is so outweighing any of the art at this point. I just, I, I'm just off it. And it's not even the, I mean like the anti-Semitic shit is one thing of course, but it's just like, he doesn't stop doing it. So at a certain point you just have to realize this is who this person is. This is who he's going to continue to be. And you can decide if you want to support that vehicle or not. I just don't. I just just don't. <laughs> Usher got married before the Super Bowl. I didn't know that. Shout out to him. I thought he was already married. No, he got married. Yeah, that weekend. So like he, in Vegas. I didn't know that he. Uh, 
Huh. Interesting. Well, well, um, I got more questions for Alicia Keys then. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, shout out to Swiss Beats. He was like, y'all. Are, Swiss even made like an Instagram post about. It. He's like, y'all are focused on the wrong things, man. I swear. <laughs> 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 All right. But anyways, yeah. So, it, and as far as in store for us in 2024, you know, we definitely have realized that we've been lacking in the department of output um, and consistency on our end. But it's been harder since we, him and I you know, moved into different houses and stuff. Um, you know, we both got full lives going on with full-time jobs outside of doing this podcast. So it gets difficult sometimes, but I think also necessary for us to continue to stay positive on here and come back with, uh, an open mind and good, a product for you. So we're going to try to get back on track and get a more regular schedule for you guys going forward. And, uh, try to get some more episodes out for you because I definitely have people hitting me up like when are you doing the next one, man, it's been a minute. So we'll get there guys. We will get there and we appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, we're, we are going to be more consistent going forward with this. And then with DOR media, I mean, obviously this is like the flagship podcast mm-hmm. off of that. And then, you know, we got I'm launching the other two coming up with it as well. Um, this, you know, this is the staple of what this is going to be, you know, what I'm, what we're trying to build is going to be on. So, mm-hmm. it, like this, uh, yeah, uh, w- I got a lot of people ask me about, like, trying to come on the show and, you know, things like that. And, you know, when you guys putting out the next episode and y'all be good. We got it. We'll put out, we're going to get the best product possible for you guys going forward. So yeah, we're, we're going to be more consistent. And that being said, interview request lines is open. My friends, if you are interested in coming on our podcast, uh, we can't guarantee it, but we were, we're open to everyone. So like if you send uh, your music to me or email on our DM and our Instagrams or the, or, uh, or the podcast us. page. Yeah. Or yeah. email us beats and brews inquiry at gmail.com. Yeah. And yep. Uh, we, we love, I mean, that's, to reiterate, we say it every year on this podcast. That's the reason we do this is to big up uh, the art scene and especially in, in Michigan and try to amplify it in any way that we can. So, yeah, holler at us. We would love to uh, chop it up. Um, shout out to our last guest, Jalen Frazier. I've become a big fan of his since we've uh, had him on the podcast. And shout out to another artist that we've been talking about a gajillion times on this podcast. And we tried to get him on and it hasn't worked out, but you know, maybe one day he'll hear it and want to do it. And that's our local rapper, Courtney Bell. He's got a brand new song out called West Side featuring the goat himself, Royce the Five Nine. And we're going to end the podcast with that for you this evening. Eman, is there anything you want to say before we uh, cut to that song? No, because we're talking about Jalen. I want a uh, quick shout out to Isaac Caster, too, because Rabbit, oh Rabbit Hole 2 could probably be on that list as well for me. Um, Dude, yes. Isaac, you've yeah. been rapping your ass off. Bill man. and Isaiah with Valid and Stretch Money is also could be on that list for me as well. Um, Maybe we should do an episode project, about just locals. Yeah, another there's a lot episode. of like local shit. Like, I'm starting to think about it, and I'm like, damn, there's a lot of shit left. Because I didn't even mention but, like some of my friends that dropped last year i so i j- tend to keep them off for some reason i don't know why i keep them off i should be shout out to name and reverse last year yeah shout out to my boy <laughs> shout out jaws that bite you know dugatron all of our boys um at casual all those guys but um yeah here's a little bit of that for you before we go out here's west side by courtney bell featuring royce the five nine and we will catch you probably in a couple weeks all right y'all peace, peace.
name is Nickel. My nigga, one thing's for certain. If I'm knocking at your door, it ain't gonna be just for the purpose of making noise. Y'all niggas just making noise. Got to my state of Missouri. License place to say Detroit. What's up? I'll take all of my George Washington dollars, bury them in my backyard, cause they my George Washington carvers. Westside, they say nickel, they should have been at your mercy. Kidnap the governor, send it to take their asses to Flint and wait till they thirsty. Make them propose a toast to hoping it tastes like a slurpee. But the only thing froze is the hoping. The focus is a hoax called the focus, hoping the AIDS. While we overdose on dope, strokes a young age in the AIDS. Stay with me. My name is Nickel. My nigga, one thing's for certain.